Welcome to the Morning Stand-Up Podcast, where we come together to share ideas, talk strategies, and discuss all things post-acute care with your hosts, Nick Haluski and Brian McNeil. Here we are. This is it. Yeah. The Morning Stand-Up That's Podcast. right. I'm here. You're here. Mm-hmm. We are here. We got some cool people with us today. Yeah. Yeah. We have Kim Ohan, Kimberly Ohan. She's the Director of Strategic Partnership with Terrace Health as well as the president of the IHCCA, which is, I was just educated on, is the Idaho Health Continuum of Care Alliance. That's that awesome. Correct. Uh, and we also have Justin Stenquist with us, who is the CEO at Bluebird Health. Justin, did I say uh, your name right? Yeah, you did great. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for having us. We're pretty excited. Brian, this has been kind of hot and heavy the last few weeks, uh, recording some episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we Justin reached out to us and was like, hey, we are having a conference Mm-hmm. Uh, a virtual conference, and we'd love to kind of have an opportunity to talk about who's coming to the conference, maybe educate on who's going to be there. So hopefully people understand the cool opportunity that is to attend this conference next week, next Thursday, correct? Yeah, it's next Thursday. Thursday, September 8th. 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 <laughs> okay, we said it. We did it. Awesome. Can anyone join this conference? Is it open to all? It's open to anybody who wants to pay for the attendance. Okay. <laughs> anybody okay. who's willing Basically, to pay. Like most things. Yeah, exactly. Like most things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, here's my question. Can I call you Kim? Is that okay? Of course. Okay. Yes. okay. So he, here's my first question. Help me understand what the Idaho Health Continuum of Care Alliance is. It is an alliance of home community-based services or okay. post-acute services, which is really trying to bridge some of the healthcare from being patient-centered to whole patient-centered. And that includes like the family caregiver. That includes some of their support groups and their care circle. Okay. So when you say from patient-centered to whole patient-centered, is that Mm -hmm. what you said? That's my definition of it. No, it's a great definition. So home health, hospice, home care, we are sending clinicians or caregivers out to take care of the patient. The way you're describing whole healthcare is kind of incorporating the family as well as the other community providers who may be involved in caring for that patient. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I was looking at your board and you have a lot of members from St. Al's, I think somebody from St. Luke's, but a lot of community-based providers, family practitioners, nurse practitioners, etc. How do they kind of work within the IHCCA? What is their, what is their role? I mean, it's awesome that you have them on the board. Yeah, I feel like we have a really good board. They understand what it is to kind of bridge from being in the hospital or being in skilled nursing and then going home. Mm-hmm. And then the the home team or people that are working with people in their homes, they understand what it looks like in people's homes. So we're actually meeting them where they're at. I like that. The home team, mm. not the away team. Yeah, that's No, you, we don't want to be away. <laughs> <laughs> we are not the visiting team. Yeah. We There's advantages the to yeah. plan on, on your home yeah. trip. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so specifically though, this is more along the lines of, Home health, hospice, home care, or or do you kind of view this as anybody in that post-acute continuum? Is- I, I think it can be like first um, responders even. I mean, sometimes okay. we're working with the police department or, um, you know, the mental crisis unit. Sometimes it's with the fire department, with people with frequent falls. Um, What's a typical profile of someone who's a member of the IHCCA? All over the board. Anybody yeah. who's actually can be a resource for somebody in their home. 
this is more my wheelhouse because I'm home health and hospice experience. So sorry. yeah, I have never, sorry, Brian. I've never felt more <laughs> uncomfortable in a room. Than right now. And, yeah. He's and I'm on the weight. I know. He's on the weight. Yeah, I am. Brian, the weight is on. That's yeah. hilarious. How long have you been the president of IHCCA? Um, a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why start the IHCCA? We just felt like there were all these little silos of home health. Um, association, and then there was a hospice association, mm-hmm. and then there was a home care association. We thought, well, why don't we just put us all together because we kind of work together. The commonality being it, home, yeah, the home exactly. centered care. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of how it merged together, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a hundred percent volunteer, and mm-hmm. it's free joint. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Right. So the <laughs> yearly membership is free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All it costs you is some gray hair. A lot for of, having well, to organize the, the conference. conference is gross, causing me yeah. gray hair. <laughs> Why? How did? What, what's your path? What has been your journey to become the director of strategic partnerships and president? Um, I'm Rosa. I'm kind of an out of the box thinker. Mm-hmm. When you were a little thought, you know what? I want to get into healthcare, and I want to be in home health. Or home-centered I, care? When I was a little girl, I wanted to design cocktail dresses. <laughs> oh, so did I. You know, funny thing. Funny thing. And be an interior designer. So I didn't go down that road at all. Wow. <laughs> I got into healthcare because um, we lived in Hawaii. I, when I first got married, mm-hmm. my husband and I lived in Hawaii, and he had some stomach problems. So we went to the urgent care there, mm-hmm. and then we ended up moving there. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up working there at the urgent care. And then I just kind of never got out of it. That was almost 30 years ago. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Who would have thought a stomach ache would lead to a career? I know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I don't mean to downplay if it was something more serious. No, it wasn't serious. It was nerves after being married to me for a (laughs) week and a half. (laughs) I have a tummy ache. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're my friend. So wait, when you said live there, so you were traveling to Hawaii? You were just there on vacation when he got sick? And uh, then you ended up... We were there on our honeymoon. Honeymoon. And you yeah. chose to just stay. Yeah. he was. He's a tennis pro, or he was a tennis pro. And so it was either Philadelphia or Maui. We picked Maui. Oh, gosh. It was, must have been a hard choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had the choice between living in Anchorage, Alaska or Maui. Right. And after much deliberation, we chose Maui. How long did that discussion take? Um, it wasn't very long. Sure. Yeah. Right. She it means was it wasn't, she means it wasn't a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ended up in Idaho about how long ago? Um, I grew up in Idaho. Okay. And then I went to school, Seattle Pacific university. That's where I met my husband. Mm. Then we moved to Maui and then we moved back to Seattle and then 2010, we mm. moved back here. So you did the home, did you get into home health at, in Hawaii? No. So urgent care. Yeah. Yep. Mainly um, okay. I worked in the clinic. I worked with an internal medicine group in Bellevue, Washington for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved back to Idaho, I kind of fell into hospice. And that's kind of, mm-hmm. I think, what drives me is I feel like hospice out of all of the home community-based services, that's the one that really is amazing. Because mm-hmm. it really... There's, you don't have all these timelines and you, cause I've learned, I've had to learn about home health and that's really hard. It's very micromanaged and you have to get a lot of permissions and orders. And with hospice, you just go and you take care of the patient mm-hmm. and you have this amazing team that works together and the fact that you could just move quickly. And so what I'm finding now is like that transitional care from like 
coming from a hospital or rehab, and then just having the ability to move fast with the transitional care part of it. Mm -hmm. That's the part that's super powerful. It's those first three days when they get home that makes it a big difference. What does transitional care mean? It's when you're transitioning from someplace. I mean, it's from one care setting to another. Yeah. What does it entail? Because I feel like everybody talks about transitional care, but everyone has a different definition. Of there is so many different definitions. I mean, I think that's what's so hard about healthcare is that there's, you know, healthcare literacy is so different from you can talk to a cardiologist versus some, you know, an oncologist, and their 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 vocabulary is different and how they think and. Even in home care, everything's different in how Mm -hmm. you think. So transitional care is broad, really broad. But that's also why the conference is kind of a lot about transitional care, whether you're transitioning from, you know, a a home health where you're trying to get better and the goal is to reach a goal of getting better to you're not going to get better. And so is your goal then to just treat the symptoms and not the disease any longer? And then you're, you're transitioning to a completely different type of care, but it's all in your home. And is transitional care a big focus in our industry because it's during that time window that we see highest likelihood of readmission or highest likelihood of exacerbation of a you know, diagnosis that they have? Why do we focus so much on the transitional portion? Well, that's the part that nobody really knows about. So you, that's when you want to bring in experts. So you have a person who has gone through... Um, a traumatic healthcare crisis, and then they're going home, and they think they're going to go home into a, the same environment that they left, but they aren't as strong, or they're they're not where they were when mm-hmm. they left. And then they need those support systems. So you've got usually family will wrap around them and bring them home, but then all of a sudden they realize I don't know how to get this person out of bed, even if it's a broken arm. But how do you get a person out of a bed that they've slept in for thirty years? And it's sunken in and they have, they can't get out of their bed. So you need somebody to come in and kind of help them learn how to help that person get out of bed. And that support in transitional care helps that person at least have success in their rehab at home. Hmm. So for you kind of putting together this conference, the, the speakers and the topics that we're talking about, are they all focused on the transitional nature, the transitional care, I guess, uh, you know, nature of healthcare, or is this home care focused? I guess what, what is the focus of the conference or give us some tidbits of who's coming or what, you know, what yeah. topics we're talking about. So we have some amazing speakers. Um, some, some are, you know, um, educators at BSU. Oh. We have vice presidents from St. Al's. We have people on the panel from St. Luke's, um, and they're talking a little bit about what they see and how they're trying to connect back to the community. So population health is another big word that you hear a lot about. And clinics and doctors are trying to figure out how to do population health and how to reach out to that patient um, where where they're at home, but they're still in their clinics. Um, Telehealth, because of COVID, became such a big issue, and it's an amazing tool, but we just still don't understand quite how to connect the home back to the primary care doctor. So I, I think I see the keynote is on population health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the conference is focused on this transitional care, yep. you know, nature of going home post-acute. Who is who is the keynote speaker? Christopher Stock. Yeah, he Where's is. Where's he from? He is the vice president at St. Al's. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. for their community and uh, community health and well-being for the St. Alphonsus Health System. Oh, okay. So his his focus is on 
patients who are discharging from St. Al's or are these patients who are maybe going to a skilled nursing facility and then going home? Or like, how, how does... Well, he works within the hospital system. So he, they, you know, all these hospital systems are working at community health right. and population health. So they're um, trying to reconnect to the patient in their home environment after they leave the hospital. How do skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities fit into the population health? Because we have obviously a sniff background right. with Brian and assisted living facilities with Brian. How, I guess, how does St. Al's view a skilled nursing facility and their population health. Well, there's a there is a need for all of the care. Okay, like so it's a part of it. It's part of it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're if you're patient centered, you're going to look at what's the best care for the patient. So the patient, we had a transition to home patient who um, was in the hospital, went to rehab, and then she really needed to go to skilled nursing, but she wanted to go home and. Um, we were able to get her home long enough and safe enough for her to realize that home was really not the, the environment she needed to be at, but she needed to do it so that she knew that that's where she needed to go. And then she also knew how far she needed to rehab in order to get back home. And if we hadn't given her that chance, then I think she would have felt like she hadn't um, done, you know, done her part, she would have resented going to skilled nursing. Whereas sure. when she went to skilled nursing, even though she didn't want to, nobody wants to go to skilled nursing. They realize that that's the best place for them to get better or have at least quality care. What do you think is the biggest, I guess, obstacle to communicating across the continuum? It's something we talk, it's a buzzword. We for talk sure. about it all the time. Oh, the, the post-acute continuum of care but we have a lot of silos. We have skilled nursing facilities, assisted livings, home health, hospice, home care. We don't all have the same EHR, so communication is poor. How does Health Continuum of Care Alliance, how does that fit into solving that problem in Idaho? I think it's actually acknowledging that there are silos. And quite frankly, I think we need to have silos. We need to be experts in what we do. The continuum part is the bridging. Like, mm -hmm. how do we bridge all those in the pieces that need to be bridged so that we're connecting to the experts where they're at so that we're bringing experts to the patient, but staying within our silo because we're still experts in that particular, we can't do it all by doing it all. We aren't, we're, we're, we're not going to be successful because we're focused on doing it all rather than what does the patient need? Um, for the hospitals, why is it in their best interest to be involved in this continuum of care? I think for them, it's hospital readmissions oh, okay. or um, excessive um, ED visits mm -hmm. because people that aren't supported in the home will go to the emergency room because mm -hmm. they don't know what else to do and they're scared and mm -hmm. they, you know, or a caregiver may be burned out. We have a panel about caregiving, family caregivers, and they just get burned out and they can't, they don't know what to do. And so they're just like, well, let's just take them to the emergency room, you know? Yeah. So we, we have a panel on caregivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Family burnout. Is that what's it called? It's called Caregiving in Idaho. It's sponsored by the Alzheimer's disease and related dementia division, but it is um, St. Alphonsus Geriatric Clinic. Okay. Um, and then also the BSU and the study of aging. And they have a 
caregiver, a family caregiver navigator program through BSU. So it sounds like from like an educational standpoint, you have BSU, St. Al's, St. Luke's, you have the Department of Health and Welfare, you have, I believe, NAHC, so not. Yeah, they're uh, going to, I'm awesome. excited, yeah, uh, to what, have them. What do they stand for? National? National Association <laughs> for Home Care. There you go. National mm-hmm. Association for Home Care. Mm-hmm. A lot of really influential organizations, not just in the state of Idaho, but across the country. How'd you get everybody? I like to learn. I like to meet people and then, um, I like to know what they're doing. And so, um, I've gone to NAC a couple of times to their conferences and they are um, approachable and they want to do good in the communities and they want to do good nationwide and statewide. And so, um, I just asked them and they said, yes. Sometimes you just have to ask. Well, congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I'm putting together a pretty stacked agenda. Thank you. For the conference next week. Now That's we cool. just have to have it like come together. <laughs> It'll come together. Yeah. yeah. So. It, it'll co- Brian's working on it. I know. Brian has become the director of IT and yeah. um, hosting uh, services for conference the- coordinator. He's he's been doing it. Assistant. He's been doing it all <laughs> for sure. It's been doing some, yeah. It's been doing some good stuff. So where can people find more information about? the conference as well as the IHCCA. So you can go to the web IHCCA.org, okay. the website, and you just click register and you're good to go. Awesome. Is there CEUs available? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's another huge thing. Thank you. So we have partnered with the University of Idaho and they are um, doing all the CEUs for the physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, which cool. is really hard to get. And then I believe you get a certificate of attendance. Then the social workers and therapists mm. can also get um, CEs for that. Awesome. Okay. So we will have a link in uh, the show notes as far as getting to IHCCA's website. To Thursday, register. September yeah. 8th. Thursday, September 8th. And my silent partner here, who's mm. going to be the anchor man for this conference i'm very excited yes. justin yes. co-pilot should the question really be how did you get justin to co-host with you huh. i don't Whatever. know justin i got very it. lucky yes. justin was just like do you need super, someone super super lucky no i no, just I, I thought I had to myself, beg him. kim whatever you're doing just invite me i don't care what no. it is where it is no. i want to be i want to go to there no <laughs> he said whatever you need to that i need you know whatever you need and i'm like great you're the anchor man it's yeah. awesome yeah you know, it is fun seeing folks that are in the continuum of care. I mean, really jump in and help out and really to come together to support each other. It's been pretty cool to see. Yeah, no, it's been really fun to be part of the part of the IHCCA uh, board and, and hear what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish with the continuum of care. We mm-hmm. actually was on a call yesterday and it's and really in, in, in home-based services, we know there's a ton of people that need help mm-hmm. and there's right. going to be a ton more people that need help. Yeah. And, and so it's it's not a finite game of us trying it's it's you know it's not a grab for patients. There's plenty of people that need help. It's about how do we affect change in Idaho? How do we help our community live happier, healthier lives, right? Yeah. So we have a great group of people and we're excited about this conference. I think it's going to be great. Kim's done an amazing job. The board's jumped in. I mean, she really has a committee that's really all in on this. And very impressive group of individuals that have, have put a lot of work into this. So uh, participate uh, it's not an expensive uh, event. Um, mm-hmm. We've got great sponsors. We've got great panelists. We have great present uh, presenters, mm-hmm. and the the hosts. Yeah, for sure. Are hosts. mediocre, but mm-hmm. oh. but the show is going to be great. <laughs> one of, one of them's mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them's really good. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see cool. you next Thursday, September 9th, all day. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for having us. So right. much. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes today's morning stand up. 
Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode.